Hawaii Up for August 6th, 2005. Aloha and Sani This is Hawaii Up, show number 220. My name is Ryan and mahalo. Thank you for tuning into the show. Oh, folks, it's been hot and humid lately, uh, but still bright and beautiful. It was good to be out and about. There was even a little bit of rain to cool me off. I guess I really can't complain about a weekend in Hawaii, and, uh, you know, I get 52 of them a year. I do want to start with a little bit of bad news for all of you Pith of Pop fans. That's probably all of you. But, uh, well, Jen has the night off. She's in bed early tonight. She's had a really bad cough for over a month. Today brought the fourth doctor's visit in... As many weeks, and she's got another mix of inhalers and syrups and nose sprays, and we'll see how that works. Um, but fear not, she'll be back. She's already got the next piece planned, another entry in the Guilty Pleasure series, and uh, I've still got some fun stuff to share with you. I've got a song by a trio of local girls from Salt Lake, uh, that's Salt Lake 96818. Gail from com chimes in on a great Italian restaurant uh, she found tucked away deep in the urban canyon of downtown Honolulu. The blank audio postcard returns to Hawaii up with some sounds from Obon season here in Hawaii. And to celebrate our 20th show, I've got a little idea that I need your help with. And if you play along, if you humor me, you could win a little Hawaii up prize. But first, uh, let's do the news. Hawaii up headlines around Hawaii and around the house. An incredible crowd of native Hawaiians and their supporters amassed on the grounds of Iolani Palace this morning, leading to a 15,000-strong march through Honolulu. The message was one of unification and determination, and the reason for the rally was a crushing ruling that came down on Tuesday from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. A three-judge panel ruled that the Hawaiians' first admissions policy at Kamehameha Schools was unlawful, a violation of civil rights. Speaking at the rally today was Governor Linda Lingle, and she made it a point to say that even though she's a Haole, a non-Hawaiian, uh, that, quote, this is not a just decision, unquote, and supported the ongoing fight for Kamehameha schools. There were also rallies on all the other islands, even on the mainland in California. Um, but uh, the one here was definitely the largest, and it was a sight to behold. For those of you not familiar with it, Kamehameha schools is part of a much larger $6 billion trust established by the will of the late Princess uh, Pawahi Bishop over a 100 years ago. The school was designed to provide the best possible education to the children of Hawaii, and uh, that mission led the school, uh, its trustees, to develop admissions policies that prefer or you know, effectively only allow kids of Hawaiian descent to attend. Now, since it's a private institution that isn't supported by federal funds, and since that admissions policy is based on an uh, interpretation, at least, of the princess's will, a lot of people really didn't think that the courts had any business getting involved. But, you know, there has long been an effort to force open the doors of the school to everyone, in part, I think, because it is a great school, and, of course, 
because overall there's just been a number of attacks on all fronts to dismantle and uh, well effectively destroy all programs that are designed for native hawaiians ostensibly in the spirit i guess of equality and the american way um, except of course that all of this stems back to when hawaii was a perfectly autonomous nation on its own and had a government and treaties with other countries uh, before uncle sam came along um, anyway, despite uh, these challenges, Kamehameha Schools uh, was generally upheld in its policy, uh, mainly because of the wrongs committed against Hawaiians in the past, and more importantly because of the hardships they face today. You know, a disproportionate number of Hawaiians are poor, they're uh, overrepresented in jail, they're left behind in education. It's a story that's uh, in many ways familiar to other minorities and, uh, more importantly, Aboriginal peoples in the United States. Um, indeed, uh, you know, far beyond affirmative action, Congress itself has passed laws and supported programs specifically for Native Hawaiians because of their specific and special circumstance. And, uh, you know, the long stymied Akaka bill uh, before Congress right now is aimed at cementing a place in U.S. law once and for all, much like the accommodations granted Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Timing, obviously, is everything, and I really think this latest ruling was doubly harsh because of the Akaka bill, um, or at least the debate on it, because uh, I think it could have made a difference last week or two weeks ago when it should have gone before Congress. Instead, it was put off until September, and now Kamehameha Schools has a big fight on its hands. They want the case to be heard by the full Ninth Circuit, you know, all the judges, not just three. And, of course, if it doesn't work there, they want to take it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court if they have to. Uh, my thinking, you know, sadly, is that without the Akaka bill as a foundation, the case won't even be heard by the Supreme Court, let alone decided in uh, the school's favor. Now, Kamehameha Schools is an incredible school, you know, like many part Hawaiian parents, I hope my children will be able to attend. But even with that Hawaiian preference in the admissions policy, there are many, many more kids than can fit in the classrooms. So the admissions process goes much, much deeper than, you know, just proving you have lineage that goes back before the overthrow. There are tests and interviews, you know, even with toddlers, there are interviews to get into this school. Katie made the first round, um, but she ultimately wasn't accepted, you know, and she won't have another chance until fourth grade. Zach's first go, meanwhile, is coming up fast. You know, if I thought it was hard beating the Kamehameha Schools lottery before, I don't know what it's going to be like if, uh, ultimately, the school becomes just another private school that anyone with money can buy their way into. Seeing the rally today really put a lump in my throat, you know. I'm, I'm certainly not very Hawaiian, and I'm not socioeconomically disadvantaged, and frankly, every time I think I'm expressing some opinion relating to Native Hawaiian issues, I expect Hanani K. Trask to come along and poke me in the eye. Um, but... Really, the only silver lining is that this decision really was a wake-up call, I think. You know, Hawaiians disagree on almost anything. We're probably famous for it. A lot of people say, where are we going to make progress if we can't get along? Um, and uh, certainly Kamehameha Schools itself has had its share of controversies. There's disagreement on the Akaka Bill for all it wants to do for Native Hawaiians. But they all do agree now with uh, why Kamehameha Schools exists and what it wants to do for the Hawaiian people and they see that a loss for the school is a loss for everybody. I have no doubt that uh, on the lawn of Iolani Palace today, there were people who just a week ago were yelling at each other, and now they've uh, definitely got a grasp of the bigger picture.
I should say that, uh, of course, this is a very complicated case, and as a misguided Hawaiian, as one Hawaiian studies professor called me, I'm hardly an authority on the issues here, so I'd strongly recommend that you read up on the case, and more importantly, uh, the overall history involved. It's something I've found a lot of people reduced to stereotypes and bad jokes, and you know, to me, the only thing that's sadder than Hawaii's history is the fact that uh, as time goes on, fewer and fewer people really know about that history. In other news, Hawaii's average wage is $36,300, and that ranks it 19th in the nation, according to a survey released this week from the Federal Labor Department. That may not sound too bad, though uh, it's still below the national average, and then you take into account the fact that the numbers aren't adjusted for our high cost of living. Now, if you live here in Hawaii and you work in tourism or construction, and uh, boy, a lot of us uh, do, you are in fact being paid quite well compared to your counterparts in the rest of the U.S., often the best, in fact. Uh, heck, when it comes to service jobs, waiters, janitors, jobs are plentiful here. Uh, our 2.7% unemployment rate is the best in the country. So uh, not only can you get a minimum wage job, but uh, you can probably get three of them. And, of course, uh, by that I mean a lot of people do just that because they have to. Um, if you're looking for a professional job, though, forget it. Um, you know, the pay for engineers is great, uh, but uh, there are barely any engineering jobs. One interesting statistic uh, cited by the Star Bulletin, though, was that our construction workers specifically earn an average of $47,000 a year. That's a full ten grand more than the national average. But the problem there is skilled labor is actually in short supply. We've actually reached the point, and I believe it, where so much construction is going on uh, that you can't find enough builders. I mean, good luck even finding someone to work on your plumbing these days. So uh, if you're thinking about moving to Hawaii... Don't do it uh, unless you have a swanky job already lined up or uh, you really like waiting tables or you can build a house. Feel free to visit, of course. Uh, we're on a course, in fact, to break a record this year with over 600,000 people arriving by air in July. That's the biggest monthly arrivals figure ever, meaning about 25,000 people a day coming to Hawaii. The ratio, if you were wondering, uh, by the way, is something like 6 to 1 from the U.S. versus Japan. Certainly a different picture than a couple of decades ago where half the signs in uh, Waikiki were in Japanese and you think you're in Tokyo. There's a big hunt underway on Kauai after a teenager reported seeing a four-foot brown snake near the Lihue Airport. Um, state workers have been searching through brush and drainage ditches looking for the snake for four days, but uh, haven't had much luck so far. You know, because they don't even know what kind of snake it might be, they don't even know whether they should be looking up in trees or under rocks or whatever. Um, the state of Hawaii is dead serious about snakes and spends tens of thousands of dollars a year making sure that no snakes get loose in the environment here. Public enemy number one is the brown tree snake uh, that has already completely devastated bird populations and other endangered species in Guam. And we know that they can make it here because they've actually made it alive from Guam as far as Texas. So uh, we go over everything with a fine-tooth comb. We check plane landing gear in Guam and here. Now, surely there are some snakes here in Hawaii, uh, certainly illegal pets that get loose or dumped, and I'm sure a brown tree snake or two has made the crossing and not gotten caught. 
But as long as they can't find a boyfriend or girlfriend in this tropical paradise, these occasional fugitives aren't much of a threat. We just need to get worried if there are more and more of them because eventually they might be able to get a get a hold here in Hawaii. Um, so, you know, if you're here and uh, you see a snake, remember there are no snakes native to Hawaii. So go ahead and kill it, or at the very least, call the state. They have a special number, 586-PEST. And uh, I'm sure they'll send the SWAT team after the thing. Hawaii has not been immune to the sex scandals that have rocked the Catholic Church worldwide. Now a deacon on Maui has been indicted with over 60 counts of sexual assault and other charges for uh, acts against a boy uh, for over two years, starting when the kid was 12 years old. Um, Jonathan Gonsalves, who was a deacon at St. Anne Church in Waihe'e, also uh, was indicted for other in- incidents as far back as 2002, but as recently as June. He has pled not guilty and uh, posted $100,000 in bail, in part with the help of church members, and he's under house arrest. He was uh, very highly regarded, and many members of his congregation showed their support in court, and in fact, Gonzalez's original bail was uh, something like $700,000, and it was reduced to $100,000. More so than in past cases, I've noticed this time that coverage of this case has included lots of strong testimonials in support of Gonzalves. So I maybe that means something, you know, innocent until proven guilty, of course. His trial is set for November. And finally, on a lighter note, an attempt to get into the Guinness Book of World Records will be staged here on Saturday, August 20th in Waikiki, on Waikiki Beach, in fact. The mission is to conduct the world's largest single hula line, or a line of hula dancers all simultaneously dancing to uh, one song. It'll be the Hapahale song, I Fell in Love with Honolulu, written by musician and former UH music professor Neil McKay. And in fact, it'll be performed by, get this, Mufi Hanneman himself, our mayor. Now, Mufi, you may recall, got a lot of good press when he broke out into song during the mayoral race. So uh, whether you're a tourist or a local, a hula dancer or not, you're invited to join in. In fact, there will be free hula workshops leading up to the event, including next Friday at noon at Honolulu Hale. Uh, So when the time comes, the song will be played on KINE 105 FM, so you can hear it all along the whole route. This event is actually part of the celebration of Honolulu Centennial, the 100th anniversary of the founding of the city and county of Honolulu. Because they're going to need an accurate count, they're hoping folks will pre-register. You can find out more at honolulupride.com. So bring your radio, your lei, your uh, hula outfit, and afterwards you can stick around for the Sunset on the Beach block party. That's on August 20th, Saturday. As for what's going on at home, not a heck of a lot. Uh, Katie started soccer practice today, though. This is going to be her second year. Mililani, where we live, is, uh, you know, the epitome of suburban life in a planned community. And so, of course, soccer is like the local religion. I've yet to find a family here whose kids haven't done at least a season or two of soccer. You know, Jen and I had one of those moments today down at the practice field when you look up and you realize that uh, you're surrounded by other suburbanites and their minivans and hundreds of kids with hundreds of soccer balls. And, you know, we really just can't believe sometimes that this is our life. Uh, Zach had his open house at his school this week, so I was able to go and check out the campus and the preschool program. 
Now, we're in kind of a weird situation because where we live in Mililani is uh, apparently, at least, right on the dividing line of school districts. So when we asked where Katie should go, uh, they sent us to Mililani Wayana Elementary right up the street. But when it was Zach's turn, they sent him to Kipapa Elementary, which is sort of around the corner. So uh, while there's been a lot of debate in our family and people we know over which school is better, our family will definitely be able to figure that out firsthand, make a direct comparison. Right now I can tell you that uh, Kipapa Elementary, where Zach is going, is definitely a lot bigger, probably twice as many kids, and uh, the kids are certainly more diverse. But, uh, you know, Zach's teachers are just great. The classroom is very nice, and Zach was very proud of all the things he could show us there. The teachers say they love him. Uh, You know, I guess they say that to all the parents, but, you know, they say he's such a performer, such a personality, and that I definitely know is true. He's uh, really enjoying school now, which is great, but even better is that his speech has improved by leaps and bounds. You know, in just two weeks, he's talking really clearly. You know, sometimes I'll have a whole conversation with him now before realizing that, hey, I couldn't do that two weeks ago, or two months ago at least. Alex is great, uh, you know, though still shrieking up a storm. And Jen, as I mentioned, uh, she's just a bit under the weather. I know you miss her just as much as I do. She'll be back, folks. All right, uh, let's have some music. Now, last week, I played a song by a young woman who makes music in her bedroom with her acoustic guitar. And, you know, I thought I'd continue in that spirit this week with a local trio from Aliamanu or the uh, Moanalua Salt Lake area. Kim on guitar, Vanessa on bass, and Erica at the mic make up Hope on Horizon, an indie emo girl group that's uh, they used to regularly add to the great ambiance at Coffee Talk in Kaimu Key. This song is entitled, believe it or not, I Almost Died in a Volvo. It's just under three minutes long, so enjoy and I'll catch you on the flip side. So here's that I stand in line 
Died in a Volvo, one of the signature tracks by Hope on Horizon. Actually, I misspoke earlier. The bass player Vanessa has moved off the island, so the group is in fact still looking for a girl bass player. So if you know one, definitely drop them a line. Uh, you can find out more about the band at their profile on MySpace at myspace.com slash hopeonhorizon and on Pure Volume at uh, purevolume.com slash hopeonhorizon. Of course, I'll have the link for you in the show notes at hawaiiup.com. Now, earlier this week, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting two beautiful women and a beautiful baby uh, for lunch downtown. My wife and uh, son Alex came down, and we joined Gail from hawaiidiner.com for a great meal at a place called Cafe 8.5 on Alakea Street. Even though Gail has her own excellent tasty podcast at hawaiidiner.com and it's focused entirely on local food she was still kind enough to chat with me about what we ate hi everyone and uh, thank you ryan for inviting me to join you for lunch today we are downtown we're at 1067 alakea street and it is cafe eight and a half or if you want it in italian it's otto e mezza yeah my italian isn't that great but i'll do my best and this little restaurant is only open from 11.30 to 2 p.m., Monday through Friday, so it's strictly a lunch place, no reservations. We got here about 11.15, and by the time they opened the doors, there was a line of people waiting to get in, and the reason there's a line is because the food is outstanding. And, um, Ryan, why don't you describe what you ate? You know, I'm not even sure what it was called, but it was uh, it had uh, chiave steak on it, I suppose, on... Pasta with a pesto sauce. I'm not even sure what that what it was called, though. It's called Radiatore Verde, which is uh, green pasta, basically. <laughs> uh, pasta with a green sauce. And it is very delicious. I've had it before. It was very good. And Jen had the carbonara, which I think is a lot of people's favorite pasta. That very classic egg, cream, and uh, ham. Very hard to make. It's hard to make. It's hard to get it right. And how did you like it, Jen? I thought it was great. It was really, really rich. I wasn't able to finish my portion, but it was perfect. Um, the, the thing about carbonara is you got to eat it fast because the eggs and the cheese kind of seize up on you, and it's not so good if it sits. So um, eat it fast. Enjoy some bread. And they won't let you take it home, apparently. Um, well, actually, I wanted to order something to go so that I could take back to the, uh, the better half who's waiting at home. And I wanted the carbonara, but she really discouraged me from doing that, and I appreciated that for a couple of reasons. One, it means that she cares about what her food is like, and she knows that it's not going to transport well. And number two, uh, she wants you to have a good experience with the food. So I went ahead and ordered a, a dish, which I've had here before. I don't remember the name exactly, but it's the pollo. It's a, a stewed chicken dish, which they actually serve over homemade mashed potatoes. It's excellent. Another thing to remember about this restaurant is that the dishes, when you come, everyone needs to order an entree. They're large, and so you could come in and think, well, we'll just share. But they don't let you do that, and they are $12 for a plate, but it's huge. And 
it's a bit of a splurge probably for lunch for some people, but it's well worth it if you want to treat yourself to really good food. They make everything here from scratch, and they have very cool music. And the bread, they, you, you spoke very highly of the bread here as well. Yeah, they don't make their bread, but they buy it from St. Germain, and so it's a, it's a very good quality bread, and it's a lot of fun, and I know Alex seemed to enjoy it a lot. <laughs> um, he can't comment on it, but uh, he kept eating it, so we take that as a good sign. So we recommend uh, give these guys a try. Bring uh, You can park uh, wherever you can find parking here downtown. And if you're walking Malka on Alakea Street, you'll pass what used to be the Yong Sing Chinese, Chinese restaurant. It's got the big red half-moon doors. Just past that, you'll miss it, but there's a wrought iron gate. And if you look back, you'll see the restaurant sitting kind of tucked away in a little bit of almost like a garden area. Yeah, it looks like a loading dock almost. Almost. And there's some trees, and they have some kind of a, a anarchist-type art and cool stuff about. And, yeah, give it a try. We really enjoyed it. Absolutely. It's a, it's a gem, a true hole in the wall. And I'm really grateful that although Gail has started her own podcast, that she's still willing to eat and chat with me about food because, like I said, she's, she's, she's an expert. But tune into the HawaiiDiner.com podcast as well. And uh, as I've promised, I hope to talk more about food here on Hawaii Up. So thanks for joining us, Gail. Thank you. And thanks for coming downtown, Jen. No problem. Since we're already out and about, I thought I'd also share a blank audio postcard. It's certainly been a while. Uh, now, unlike a sound-seeing tour where I might walk around and tell you what I'm seeing and hearing, a blank audio postcard is just the sound of the place, uh, and the story, the scene is all up to you and your imagination. The place you're about to visit is the Waipahu Soto Zen Taioji, the Buddhist temple that my grandparents helped to build. Now, unlike the last time we visited, this occasion was a happy and festive one, specifically the annual Obon Observance and Bon Dance. It's a tradition meant to honor and thank one's ancestors. It's got food, dancing, and if you're lucky, a performance by a taiko drum troupe. Uh, the food was great. We had spam musubi, fried noodles, anda, ghee, shave ice. It was hot, so that was the best part. Um, the song that you're going to hear for the bone dance is played several times a night, but this particular time was interesting. The folks weren't quite ready, so you'll hear it takes them a little while to sync up. And uh, taiko drums, they're my wife's favorite part it's just so energetic so rousing and uh, you'll just have to imagine that these girls are actually spinning around and changing position while they're drumming the drums maintain a specific tempo but they're all over the place it's absolutely amazing so this is the waipahu soto zen taioji bone dance bone dance 2005 has come to waipahu soto mission May the blessing of the Buddha be with us as we dance in peace and harmony. Thank you. Enjoy your dancing.
was the annual Bone Dance at Waipahu Soto Zen Taioji, along with a performance by a visiting Taiko drum troupe. We absolutely had a blast last night. It was great. And, you know, the kids actually managed to fall asleep right there during the drum performance. So, you know, they had a great time. They were that wiped out. Okay, hey, you know, this is the 20th episode of Hawaii Up, and to celebrate, I thought I'd have a little giveaway to thank you for listening and, uh, you know, giving me the main reason for doing this show. I've got a couple of Hawaii Up t-shirts to give away, as well as a few boxes of that definitive local gift, chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. Mm-hmm. So, I want you to have them. How do you get them? Easy. You call me. That's right. Just pick up the phone and dial the Hawaii Up listener line at 808-356-0127. It's just an online voicemail service, so thankfully you won't have to actually talk directly to me. But what I'd really love for you to do is to, well, share something. You know, tell me what you love about Hawaii, your favorite Hawaii memory, or if you live here, what in your mind makes Hawaii special. And that's it. You know, just punch some buttons on the phone and uh, say a few seconds of rambling and you could win a cheesy hula iPod logo shirt from Hawaii Up or some tasty chocolate. So, it, you know, just say, hi, this is Bob from Waukesha, Wisconsin, and my favorite thing about Hawaii is blank, you know, whatever. It's easy, it's easy, so just call 808-356-0127, share your love of Hawaii, and I'll have a drawing next week for winners. You know, more importantly after that, I hope to be able to share what everyone called in, uh, share some other voices and some special Hawaii memories. Something about these islands just stick with you uh, wherever you end up in the world, and I really want to share that on the show. Now, if you don't want to make the call, and if you're geeky enough, of course, you could also just record your Hawaii thought on your computer and email it to me as an MP3 file. Just send it to comments at HawaiiUp.com. Now, uh, before you think that you'll never win and don't want to bother, remember that uh, only one person stepped up for my quiz on my 10th show that wasn't related to me, and uh, so he won easily. So, And yes, Mel, I still have your T-shirt, so come on, give it a shot. Give us a call. Um, but one important thing, after you call and say your thing, please please email me at comments at hawaiiup.com so I have a way to reach you after uh, you make your recording. Just uh, email me and say, you know, I was Bob from Wisconsin or whatever, okay? So come on, speak up, 808-356-0127. And uh, that's it for this week, folks. I want to say a big thank you to the talented trio Akamai Brain Collective for the excellent theme music. And, of course, I want to say mahalo anui loa to you, as always, for listening. Uh, of course, even if you don't want to play in my little dorky giveaway, I crave your feedback, even if it's just to tell me not to do a show without Jen. So, uh, as always, feel free to send me your comments, questions, and random thoughts to comments at HawaiiUp.com or call that listener line at 808-356-0127. Uh, to Kanaka Maoli out there, Aoni Paakako, and to everyone, Ma Lamapono, please take care. Until next time... Ahui uh, ho!